Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to week four of our PA High School Football Report podcast. I'm Nebby Asaiz here with my editor, Brian Linder. Brian, you want to let them know what we'll be talking about this week and who our guest is? We're going to talk about the thing we talk about every week to start out, Nebby. How are you doing, man? What's going on with you? <laughs> I'm doing great, Brian. I can't complain. Enjoy some, yet again, uh, great weeks of high school football. I covered a Mechanicsburg uh, football game, and it was it was great, man. How about Parker Sample? I mean, he had like seven tackles at safety. Yeah. And then he ran for 245 yards and three touchdowns. Four touchdowns. Four touchdowns. Yeah. And Mechanicsburg beat uh, beat Boiling Springs. That's a guy. I was looking at his film. He's he's kind of a quick dude and not a a, a guy a lot of people have talked about. Brian, when I I talked to him after the game, you know, the first thing he said to me was, we want all the smoke. (laughs) <laughs> we're here we're here to send a message out to every team in the mid pen and every team in Pennsylvania that you know we lost one but we're not going like that for the rest of the season and it showed it was a back and forth contest the entire night um boiling springs actually threw the first punch but parker sample man he just kept it rolling he just he was a beast he shot he shot up the gap and just you know was unstoppable you got to give coach anthony rose some credit man when i first got here i've been here at Penn live a little over six years ago, that Mechanicsburg program was not good. Um, yeah. And, uh, you know, they've been – they've not been an easy out the last few years. Um, so, you know, it's, inter- it's been interesting to see them develop and, and come along and stuff. And we had another big week of high school football. You know, um, again, we try to keep this evergreen, so we try to talk about things that last beyond just a particular week. But, you know, we're in the week now where we're coming off where – you know, Harrisburg went down to Governor Mifflin. Your Harrisburg Cougars, Nebby. I know, man. That hurt to watch. That hurt to watch. But Nick Singleton, he's talented. You got to, you know, tip, tip your hat to him. You know, Calvin Everett, he called me when they got that game. And he was like, hey, you know, we got a game. And I was like, well, who are you guys playing? He said, I'll give you a hint. We're playing the the best running back in the country. Yeah. And I said, I said Nick Singleton. And I got to tell you, Nick Singleton, uh, we're going to have him on here eventually. Um, but, uh, that guy, you know, he was, he's been good. Nebby, he's been a starter since he was a freshman. Mm-hmm. Um, but man, you know, in the last year and a half or so, mm-hmm. he has really taken off. And like I said, his, I've said this on this podcast before his trainer has compared him to one of his former trainers actually compared him to Rashawn Salam, who won a Heisman trophy with Colorado. I even see some Adrian Peterson in him and that's I a agree. crazy sort of mm-hmm. comparison, but he's thick and he's yeah. fast. If you, yeah. you know, Harrisburg, has athletes, right? Right. I was just about to mention that. <laughs> and did you see the Eden Johnson, who's an underrated kid too, their quarterback? Mm-hmm. Um, and he had like eight tackles as a safety and an interception, and then he ran for two touchdowns and threw two. They only threw it twice, both of them are touchdowns. But if you go back and look, there's a play in that game, Nebby, where Eden runs the option. He's coming off the end. He pitches it to Nick, and nicks it that edge, and 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 he just smokes everybody. Yeah, he, it's over. Yeah. He switched gears so fast. And like I was about to say, Harrisburg defense doesn't have too many scrubs. You get what I'm saying? Those kids can run. Those kids are fast. But he See, made them look like amateurs, man. And, and, and Well, you know, and, and they've got some good ball players there. But I think that's the difference between, um, you know, a good ball player. And I always say it, when you see somebody who's different, right? An elite player. That was that was different, right? That was just different. Certainly. And Harrisburg, and, and again, take nothing away from Harrisburg, first of all. People – Harrisburg, I think, is one of the great stories right now going on in in the state because 
they got about 32 players mm-hmm. on a 6A varsity team. Mm-hmm. Um, and probably 20 of them have should be on a varsity sideline right now. You know, the other 12 should probably be playing JV and getting ready mm-hmm. um, for varsity. But, you know, when the call came to go play the number one 5A team in the state, maybe the top, probably the top running back in the country, they Calvin ever took it. Mm-hmm. And they went. And despite having such short numbers, they scrapped with a really good Governor Mill. That team may win the state title. Yeah. And they scrapped with them for, you know, two quarters. I think they were right in the mix of that game. Um, and, again, they got good ball for it. They got guys who are going to go to college and play. But that guy just showed you he was different, you know. And when he went – that play was just – it highlighted to me what makes Nick Singles special and why I think Penn State fans should really – um, really be excited by him. And another guy in that game, you know, I talked about Eden Johnson. He's an underrated guy, Nettie. Aiden Martin, um, I think he caught both of the touchdown passes. That's mm-hmm. a guy who's ascending right now in recruiting circles, too. So I keep looking in, you know, and we had a bunch of guys across the state, you know, too many to name, obviously, in our, you know, as we as we talk about things, because we're about to get to a really exciting guest um, mm-hmm. who had huge gains, but by a guy like Logan, Logan Klitsch. Um, I think he just committed to Dartmouth, um, kind of a wiser quarterback. Uh, he accounted for seven touchdowns, and it was like some kind of crazy yardage total. And they beat Fleetwood, who's got Tanner Maddox, who's going a quarterback who's going to Villanova. So that was a really good and fun game. Um, you know, there's a lot of guys going on out there. A lot of good, a lot of guys who are making names for themselves. And um, and uh, we're gonna get to hopefully all of them. But we got yes this week, Nevy. I always. I, 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 I tell everybody, I look at everybody's film. I, I just I spend a ton of time on huddle and going through um, and just looking at every kid and, mm-hmm. and just seeing, you know, somebody jumps off. And um, Lamont Payne, Charter, Charter, Charters Valley, um, I'm probably not saying that right, right. I'm from South Carolina, Nebby. I'm not a Pennsylvania <laughs> guy, but I've, I've been here now five or six Charter years. Charters Valley, you said it right, man. <laughs> there you go. I pull up the film, man, and I'm looking at – a cornerback, Nebby, who's six one and you know almost two hundred pounds, and usually when you get that at the high school level, mm-hmm. you're talking about a guy who's going to eventually be a safety, right? Because there are not a lot of guys that size at, at the high school level who can run and cover on an elite level. Mm-hmm. Well, this guy can, and he uses his arms really well, and he uses his hands really well. And so, you know, that was probably a year, year and a half ago. So we'd get him in our rankings and. He, it's not just our rankings. Everybody else, I think, woke up to him around the same time. Yeah, and, I just heard about him not too long ago, actually. So I agree. And and and, and he has just been a fast riser, probably over the last year. Yeah. Um. And uh, and he goes to the whiteout, mm-hmm. and uh, he commits to Penn State. Big deal. And uh, that is a very good get for Penn State. People are going to see. You just don't find. You know, we had. Dwayne Brown, D. Brown, on here from two tenths speed and agility last week. And one of the things he told you, one of the things he told you, you know, about these corners, when you get to that six foot, six one corner, right, who's physical and can run and cover, mm-hmm. you're talking about maybe a special prospect. And uh, that's what Penn State's got in Lamont Payne. So for people who maybe had not were not up to speed on who this kid is, mm-hmm. uh, and they're Penn State fans, they should be super excited about him. So we're going to have him on, Nebby. You ready to get him on and, and, and talk to him about, you know, his life and what's going on with him and 
What's it like to commit during the whiteout? What's it like to go to the whiteout? Man, I'm excited to talk, man. Man, again, you know, this is the third PSU commit we're going to be having on our podcast. According to 24-7 Sports, I see he's a three, four-star athlete. So, you know, I'm excited. I feel like he can give us some great, you know, things like Bo Prabilla did in our first week, Ken Talley did in our second week. And I'm just excited to get this thing rolling. So let's get him on the phone and talk to Lamont. Good deal. Again, welcome back, everyone, to week four of our High School Football Report podcast. I'm Nebbia Styles here with my editor, Brian Linder. And today we have the very special privilege of having yet another guest, a PSU commit, joining us on our podcast. Brian, you want to introduce who he is to everyone? So we got Lamont Payne. And if you listened to our podcast last week, we talked with D. Brown, uh, two tenths speed and agility out in Pittsburgh, Western PA area. A little bit about Lamont. And uh, I can tell you, Nebbia, Lamont's a guy who, you know, I, I, I'd say I go through every team's huddle film, man, almost everybody, right? And so I pull up the huddle, and I'm looking at uh, Tardius Valley, and uh, I'm like, wow. You know, here we got a 6-1 corner who can do everything. And, um, and so that's how I initially just became aware of him. And uh, so I'm excited. I'm excited to have Lamont. And Lamont is here. Lamont, what's up, man? How are you guys? Man, we're hanging in there, man. We're doing good. How are you, though? It's been I'm a great. big, big two weeks for you, man. I mean, what's yeah. you know, you committed, I guess, during the whiteout. Um, tell tell us about that first of all. Let's just start there. That's the big news um, of the last week, right? You go to the yeah. whiteout. I know it's crazy. What? What? How did the commit happen? And, and what was that uh, like? Well, you know, this was kind of pre-planned. You know, Monday, Tuesday. You know, I, I considered it. Talk to the coaches that it was like, you know, they were ready to do it if I was, you know, I didn't really tell anybody, kept it low key. And I was just building up to that week. I was anxious. I was ready to go. By the time the game came, like before the game, all the recruits were on the field. Uh, I told Coach Franklin face to face. Everything just went off from there. Saquon, talk to us. I mean, I'm, I apologize. Uh, Lamont, I'm thinking about Saquon Barkley in the back of my mind because he was there uh, at the game. Hey, if he does as good as Saquon Barkley, he's set, man. He'll take that. He'll take that, right, Lamont? Yeah. That's a big comparison. But, Lamont, I mean, talk to us about the, the atmosphere and the environment being at the whiteout game, uh, just the overall experience being on the field, seeing Saquon Barkley come back and speak to everyone. I mean, what was that like? Well, that was my first college football game ever. The first game I've ever been to. So it was definitely a crazy experience, especially being the whiteout. You know, even when the recruits came on the field, all the fans were cheering. It was loud. And it wasn't that full capacity. So when it got to full capacity and we, and we, you know, we seen the team come out, it got crazy. It was just really cool. And then seeing Saquon, it was, it was pretty crazy because, like, I play with him at Madden sometimes. So it was just cool seeing him walk around, you know, got a picture with him. So it was really cool. So if they told you that not every college football game is like a whiteout game, and I know that they're preaching all week and, you know, all week it was just building up to the whiteout. And I'm like, one of the coaches actually texted me. It was like, yeah, like students are sleeping out, like camping out the stadium right now. And like, just, and that was on Tuesday. That just goes to show how big of an event this is in college football. So you commit during the whiteout. How, how much was your phone blowing up? What was that like, man? I know it had to be crazy, right? Yeah, it was definitely crazy because in Beaver Stadium, there's not really like, like in certain parts, not that much like, much of a good connection so i finally posted it and like as soon as i posted it i'm just my phone just vibrating vibrating 
you know, like obviously I was there for the game. So kind of like put push that to the side and wait till after the game. And, you know, it was a long, long ride back home. So in that car ride, I was just responding, you know, answer all my messages, stuff like that. Lamont, you're a kid from Bridgeville, if I'm not mistaken, right? Which is like yes, roughly sir. outside of Pittsburgh. I mean, talk to me about the experience. You said it was your your first collegiate football game you attended. Talk to me about why Penn State, you know, the difference between uh, being in Western PA and going up to State College and being in that atmosphere. Like, talk to us a bit about that. Uh, definitely, you know, the community. You have one of the best communities I've seen in college, you know, football ever. You know, just the way that their coaching staff is, how close they want to get with you, the little things that they do. Like, when it comes to, like, your edits, they make sure, like, like so I, I previously changed my number. I was 18 to 2. And I was the only college that put number two. Everyone else put number 18. So, you know, they're just like the little things I picked up on. So it was definitely cool. Yeah. How I, many other schools did you visit? I visited Sorry, West I visited West Virginia and Pitt. Yeah, because I was going to mention, I asked you why Penn State, because I see you had offers from like Kent State, Syracuse, Rutgers, Pitt. You know, Pitt yeah. is a great school. We were just talking about Aaron Donald with my man last week. Uh, but, you know, just, just curious to know why Penn State and, um, so yeah, I mean, so you get there and this has been kind of a quick process for you, right? Lamont, I mean, yeah. I, I, I look at your film, like I said, and I was, I don't think a lot of people were talking a ton about you even like six, seven, eight, nine months ago, right? right? This has been a quick process for you, right? What, what has this been like? Uh, you know, recruiting process has its ups and downs, you know, as being a 16 year old, it's a lot to take on at once, but it's like, it's one of those good things to be stressful about, like, you know. It's definitely cool knowing that college coaches are like reaching out to you, offering you full ride scholarships. So you really think about like a scholarship, like that's a lot of money just to go to a school, you know. It's it's hard to pay for for you. So I just treat it all as a blessing and you know, any offer of scholarship that came my way, you know, I was more than blessed to, you know, receive it. So I can take the way I took it was day by day, call by call, and then that's how I got through the process. When did it start to click for you that big time college football could be a reality? Well, it's funny because I didn't play. I didn't start playing football until eighth grade. I quit it, and I quit in first grade because I hit too hard. So I played again in eighth grade, and I didn't start taking like the cornerback position really serious until like the ninth grade offseason going into my tenth grade year. So after that, like after my sophomore season, I got that first off from like you know something I could really be doing like in the future. And like obviously, it was always a dream of mine to play in the NFL ever since I started playing football. But once I got that first offer, it kind of just you know, became the reality in my mind. What, what's your updated height and weight right now? Uh, right now I'm 6'1", 175. So, yeah, like when I look at the film, you know, you look at a lot of corners, especially right now, you know, you see a lot of the guys, and we were just talking about this with D. Brown, um, you know, 5'10", 5'11". This is a guy who's 6'1", Nebby, fluid. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I feel like he may even grow into a safety you know, at some point, but at the same time, he can cover. And 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 what what did what did it like? What did the coaches at Penn State tell you they really liked about you? And what kind of feedback were you getting from college coaches about what what they liked about you and and what they saw in your game, Lamont? Uh, the main thing was my physicality. You know, like how I was physical. You know, pressing receivers, my zone, my instinct, my ball skills was a big thing, and just the way you know I played the game and like you know stuff like that. Yeah, Brian, the, I think the interesting part is, like you said, like he had a quick turnaround. You mentioned that you didn't start taking the corner position uh, seriously until ninth grade going into that, tenth, you know, grade offseason. 
uh, you're still a junior, you're 16 years old. Talk to us about your development and, and your role at Chartier Valley High School, like how you've come up through the program. Uh, you get what I'm saying, your leadership on the team and what it is that you feel you bring to the table. Uh, you know, well, my freshman year, I didn't, you know, I didn't play varsity, so I kind of got to watch, like, you know, the older guys. Stuff. I got to watch the older guys, you know, do it from them. My former teammate, Jordan Demas, you know, he's at West Liberty right now. He played a big factor, like, you know, for me, because going in my sophomore year, he was like one of those guys. Like, I treat him as a big brother. He was one of those guys, you know, told me what I needed to do, help me on and off the field, or making right decisions. And just, you know, he's the one that really told me that I could be this big prospect, you know, before anyone else could. So it really started with him. And, you know, he's the one that kind of like, you know, helped me and guided me throughout my career at Chargers Valley. And what I want to bring to the table is like, you know, I want to let college coaches know that like, I'm a leader. I could do it all. You know, I'm versatile in any position. You know, you can put me anywhere on the field. And I'll, you know, I'll do my best, obviously. And, you know, I'm a team player. I'm not, I'm not a selfish kid, you know, I care about my team winning, care about and my other individual teammates and their success. So, have you uh, have you been in contact with any of the other Penn State commits around the state? Uh, it's, I texted Alex before I committed and told him. And then, you know, when I was there, I, t- I was talking to Hayden, Makai, and that's all of them. You know, so Makai's more Makai's more in our area right now. You know, we're in yeah. so we're in Harrisburg. So, um, you know, one of the things we like to talk about too, Lamont, is just not necessarily who you are as a football player. You know, people are seeing that. Um, and and uh, I think Penn State's done a really good job of getting guys like I think when it's all said and done, you know, for the people who are listening right now and don't know who Lamont Payne is, I mean, I think some people already have him sort of as a four-star recruit, some people have him as a three-star. I think when it's all said and done, you're going to look at an elite prospect here. And I think Penn State has done a great job in state of getting guys like you, a Keon Wiley, a Ken Talley, guys who are really good players who are sort of ascending still. Um, but more so than football. Tell us about Lamont Payne. Tell us about Lamont Payne and who he is as a person. You right, know, right. You know, um, you know, not really like just too much of a crazy person. Not really basic. You know, I'm a, I'm a regular 16 year old kid. I like to watch movies, play the game. You know, I'm of course you know football is a big part of my life, but I don't just base everything off you know football. I have six sisters. You know, I like spend time with them, even though they get on my nerves. So it's definitely cool. You know, I want patience with them. Being love being around my family, playing board games like every once on every Friday or Saturday. Me and my family will have a bingo night. You know, it's just getting close with my family, friends. It's just what I enjoy doing. Hold on, man. Six sisters. <laughs> yes, sir. And 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 they if they listen to this, they're gonna hear you say you learn patience from them. Mm. I do, yeah. <laughs> so they're not gonna let that slide, man. What is it like <laughs> yep. being in a house with six sisters? I gotta think that is crazy. Yeah, I was gonna ask. Well, that. I'm uh, I'm the oldest, and one of my sisters has autism, so it's definitely cool, like, you know, it's, it's, it's really cool, you know, creating a bond with her that she has autism, you know, kind of, like, working around, things like that. It gives you a different perspective on life, and, you know, how different people are, so I feel like that definitely, you know, helps me. And when it comes to, like, my other sisters, you know, I love them all, but, you know, get up in the morning for school, I'm the last one to get in the bathroom because, you know, they got to do their hair, they got to look nice, yada, yada, yada. But it's cool, you know. Even though they're my sisters, they compete as if they're my brothers, no matter what we do. No trash talk, though. It's just the family thing. You know, I love them to death. Tell us about, I have a cousin with autism. And um, you talked about that gives you a different perspective on life. Um, tell us about a relationship. What kind of perspective does it give you? And what's that relationship like? And, and what have you learned from that? Um, 
you know, and what have you taken from that? Well, my my sister who had autism, she's like a baby still. She's about she's two, but just just compared to that, I have a sister who's two and a sister who's four. And my sister who's four, you know, she's wild, she's crazy. And my sister who's two, she's like you know, who has autism, she's more mellow, calm down. So it's definitely cool. Like when you're talking to a regular four year old, you know, you could have regular conversations with them, like that. A child who has autism, you know, you, you can't just have a regular conversation. So when I when I'm able to connect with her, it's kind of special because, like, you know, she, of course, she I'm not I'm not gonna call her like different from everybody. You know, it's just something she has. Like, I'm not gonna treat her different, but it's definitely cool. Like creating a bond with her, you know, laughing with her, playing with her, just as she was just a kid who didn't have anything. Yeah, it's uh, it's really, it's really um special that you can you can still make that bond and and um you know there are hurdles with autism but but there are okay. hurdles you can get through too right so yeah. so you know you're a big brother man you know it's gonna be you know you're gonna be there the whole time right yeah, yeah. always my, this is what brian and i love about this podcast you know we have people that come from all different types of backgrounds our first week we talked with bo perbilla you know someone who led central york to a state title game last season um and then we had Ken Tyler, you know, who was from Philadelphia, you know, of everything going on in Philly at this time, all the crimes and everything. And basically talking about how it is that he can stay safe and still have that winning positive mindset with all the negativity occurring around him. How Bo Perbula changed the, the narrative in Central York. But you, a kid from Western PA, coming from the background that you come from, having six sisters, you know, looking at you, I wouldn't be able to tell that. But also your bond and the dynamic background that you come from. It's really a beauty. And that's why we share these captivating stories with our audience, because a lot of people don't know what it is that these high school football athletes uh, actually endure or what they're like off the field. So definitely appreciate you sharing that. You got another year, man. Um, how excited are you about the future of Lamont and, and how, how are you moving forward and trying to get ready? I'm definitely excited for the future. You know, I'm just ready to I'm ready to finish out my high school, you know, get ready for that college level and just train like that so you know I mean, of course i'm not gonna you know try to rush you know anything that's going on just take it day by day step by step how's the season going so far it's going good right now the plan you know the plans get a conference championship up there get a whip field ring so you got a couple dogs and what about uh ab ibrahim man tell me about that guy and anybody else you guys got because i always always like to talk about guys you know guys who can get it done on the field man tell me about some of the guys you guys got uh, that's a that stuff with my dog, you know, just in practice, you know, we're, we, you know, we're always bonding us receivers. So, you know, we're always talking, always together. So the things we've been doing this year has been definitely special for our team, our quarterback, you know, our quarterback, Anthony Mack, he's been doing the same thing for the team, helping us out in all different types of ways. Uh, you know, Gavin Owens, he's been playing a big role since last year. You know, there's a lot of guys, my, my friend Logan, my friend Heck, all these guys have been stepping up to the plate, you know, Showing what that got to the team, you know, because not all of them started as early as me. So, you guys got some ball players, but I know you work out some too with two tents. Yeah, and there's some dogs out there, man. What is it like working out with those guys? And I know you guys even occasionally have some NFL guys and stuff show up out there. I mean, what's it like working out with those guys, man? It's definitely way different from working out, you know, with my high school team. You know, there's guys from everywhere, every part of the city. You know, so the competition's way different. You know, they're gonna trash talk. Everyone has their different style of play. You know, my teammate Tamir, Cameron Cheatham, Noden, those are all my guys. So, Ronnie Gallagher, you know. But, you know, Quentin Martin, and then when we play them in the season, 
it's cool to play them because you know you've been training with them throughout the whole entire off season. So just compete with them on the field is definitely special. So like for people who don't know Nebby, he just named off a, a freaking all star team. You know, <laughs> Noden Tracy, right? Uh, Noden Tracy, uh, Tamir. Noden's probably like the one of the more un unheralded guys you just mentioned. He's a ball player, mm-hmm. um, and, and I think people are starting to catch some of that. But Tamir Robinson, uh, Quentin Martin, we haven't talked a lot about that guy. That guy's a freak of nature too, right? I mean, and uh, I mean, he's just naming off guys left and right. So I mean, when you go out there, you already know you're you're going with some of the best in the in on the planet. So yep. it's got to add a level of confidence, right? When when you when you step on the field, right? Yes, definitely. Lamont, uh, obviously the corner position is not an easy one to play whatsoever. Um, you're getting ready to play at the collegiate level. Talk to us about some of the corners you enjoy watching, those you idolized watching growing up. I mean, I'm just curious to know. Uh, Jalen Ramsey, you know, favorite player. Deion Sanders, just the I got, I got my trash talking to Deion Sanders and Jalen Ramsey. Just, yeah. just, you know, just the confidence they show and the way they, they back up their confidence and the way they talk. Jair Alexander, Stephon Gilmore. You know, Stephon Gilmore, I, I see the technician. And, you know, so all my technique, stuff like that, I watch him. But when it comes to, like, my confidence and my physicality, it's the, uh, I mean, it's Jalen Ramsey. Yeah. I mean, you've been too soft spoken here, man, to be a trash talk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wait, wait, I know, they, I, lay it on me. I, lay it on me. We're going one on one. What are you going to tell me to get me off my game right now? Let's go. Uh, it, no, like, off the field, I'm very humble, but when it's on the field, you know, in between the white lines, everything changes, you know, because at the end of the day, everyone's competing for, you know, whatever they're competing for. It's like, Time you're going through, you want to get to college because you, know, you want to be like life. So at the end of the day, you know, it's you versus the other man. And obviously, I'm always going to bet on myself no matter what. So that dog mentality. I mean, you mentioned Deion Sanders' prime time. One of my favorite podcasts, aside from just, of course, to listen to, is the I Am Athlete podcast with Brandon Marshall and Chad Ochocinco. And yeah, I watch I love about, yeah, the thing I love about prime time is. He, he just will never give it up, man. In his mind, he's the greatest of all time, and that's just that. You know how people say, like, athletes come and go and your records will be surpassed? He doesn't see anyone, you know, topping what he's done, and I love that about him. And every time him and Ocho Cinco link up, you know, they line up every single time, and Chad tells oh, him. <laughs> so. You might be built a little bit more like Jalen Ramsey, though, which wouldn't be bad either. Yeah. So. So uh, real quick before, you know, we wrap this up and stuff, when you go out to Penn State, you know, outside of football again, what are you looking at studying, man? And when you look ahead, you know, 10, 15 years from now, what's the future you think looking like for Lamont Payne? As of right now, I've been bouncing around between my major. Right now, it's psychology. I'm major in psychology. You know, it's something I'm really interested in, just knowing the person's mind, so like that. And the future, hopefully, you know, I'll be a true freshman starter at Penn State, do three years there, and then, you know, Go to the NFL, you know, that'd be a blessing. Go to the NFL, you know, and just stuff the like psychology that. Psychology help with that uh, trash talking, and uh, <laughs> definitely. And if you could break through in that secondary as a freshman, which you you you, you might can. I'm not. I've watched the film. Like I said, you might can. Um, if you could, that would be major. That would be a big step towards towards reaching those goals. So, Lamont, for those to precede you, those that are you know watching this this or listening to this podcast, athletes across the state. I mean, what, what message would you leave them with? You know, you just obviously committed to one of the best schools in the country. Um, happy for you embarking upon this journey. What message do you leave behind for your younger teammates and, you know, those listening to this podcast? Uh, whether you have offers or not, you know, it doesn't really matter at the end of the day. You're, you don't have to go out and compete. 
you know, you want to remain humble, you know, work hard, believe in yourself, have major confidence, trust in the process, buy in, you know, some guys might be smaller. It don't matter if you have that dog mentality, just you can go get it, whatever you want. And uh, do your homework because we're, we're, we're recording this. We usually, I just want you to know, we usually record this on Monday, but we held <laughs> on. I said, we got to get Lamont on, but guys, we're doing this on a Wednesday night because Lamont had to do homework, which I totally respect. Mm-hmm. So I hope you got it done. I hope you got a good grade, man. Definitely did. All right, there you go. All right, well, Nebby, I think I think we're good. I think we've learned a lot about Lamont. You know, Lamont's got some incredible. Um, he's got some incredible film mm-hmm. and some big time dreams, and uh, you know, a good home story and good big brother too. The six sisters, yeah, yeah. you know, who are going to tear him up if they <laughs> when they figure out he says it teaches him patience, even though a couple of them are younger, but. You know, Lamont, thank you for joining us today on our podcast. Good luck to you in the rest of the season. And again, you know, best of best of luck to you transitioning to Penn State. Thank you. Appreciate it. Brian, that was our week four guest, Lamont Payne, man. How do you feel? I've said it several times through here. I mean, that's a big physical corner. Um you know, he's elite in his skill sets um, as far as, you know, his physicality. He's got long levers. He can run. He can cover. Um, he's an excellent football player. But, you know, again, we're filming this late now because he he, he had a rough week of homework and uh, had to get that taken care of. It seems like he really has his, his uh, responsibilities in order, you know. Um, we learn a little bit about his home life. Um, he's a big brother. Um, and, you know, Great football player, intelligent kid, um, right future. I think he's somebody that Penn State football player of uh, uh, fans should be excited about. And I think he's someone too, Nebby, who uh, Pennsylvania high school football fans want to keep an eye on through the, through the end of the season. Definitely. I'd agree. I'd say he's definitely an underrated athlete. Um, his turnaround was very quick, but I see bright things in the horizon for him. He's a, I, I like to call him a humble beast, you know. He, he said he likes to be in that dog mode when he's out there on the field. But when you're talking to him, you know, he doesn't really brag or he doesn't boast. You know, he's just that guy who's about it. You get what I'm saying? The proof is in the work. So definitely enjoyed having him on this segment with us. Shed a lot of light. Um, and also, man, he got six sisters. You know, I got two of my own. <laughs> that's that's a lot to deal with in of itself. But, you know, I commend the kid, man. He has a lot of patience. So definitely a fun guest to have. It was another good week, and hopefully, Nebby will have a another good uh, guy on here next week. That's always the plan. And until then, Nebby, tell them what to do with Pin Live, man. Man, be sure to subscribe to PinLive.com for all of our exclusive content. Follow my editor Brian Linder at Sports by B Linder on Twitter. You can check me out at underscore Nebby underscore on Twitter, and yeah, just just stay up to date, man. We got you covered. <laughs>